Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another week of the No Boundary Podcast. This is episode, I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> like 11, this I is, think. Maybe. It's, well, one, it, it's it your depends. boy, Willie really. It's Jay over there. He shouldn't be here right now. but uh, <laughs> I, I, he's, he's on suspension right now because we would have got to you sooner. But for some strange reason, this guy, with me and... With the help of Eddie Briscoe, put together a classic episode, and for some reason, this producer in the making deleted the episode. I don't know what happened. I I didn't do it on purpose. I, I, I know what I happened. Swear, I swear to God, I know what happened. You were probably a little intoxicated. You probably were. I, I don't know. First of all, I wasn't <laughs> intoxicated. I haven't I haven't drank alcohol all month. All month. That's a, that's good. That's good. I, okay, wait. I think about it. I had, I had one drink. See, there but, you go. But overall, I've cut my alcohol. I think I might just been tired. I'm, that's what I'm blaming on. I was tired. Okay. I was okay. Tired. I accidentally deleted. I was tired. I was being a bastard. Lost episode. Something you'll probably never hear unless I can find some crazy way to find it. But yeah, yeah. And you might. You, if we ever do find it, you may hear some repeat because we're gonna put together another classic today. And we're going to talk about some of the same things along with some new stuff that's been going on throughout the week because we live in America. And and in America today, there's so much shit going on. And I feel like we start this podcast at the perfect time because if you ain't got nothing to do and you live in America or France or wherever you live, it don't even matter. You can hear us talk about some bullshit. So we're going to get right to it. <laughs> Savage of the year. Savage of the year. Savage of the year goes to that boy Paul Marcarelli. And if you don't know who Paul Marcarelli is, you can visit the Instagram page, which is no boundaries underscore podcast. That's N Zero B O U N D A R I E S underscore P O D C A H T. And if you look, you'll see how Sprint got Verizon's Can You Hear Me Now guy to change teams. And the reason... Wait, hold on, hold on. And just in case you haven't heard the commercial, it goes a little something like this. Hey, I'm Paul. And I used to ask if you could hear me now with Verizon. Not anymore. I'm with Sprint now. Because guess what? It's 2016 and every network is great. In fact, Sprint's reliability is now within 1% of Verizon. And Sprint saves you 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile rates. So I switched to Sprint. And millions more have too. Can you hear that? That shit is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing that makes me laugh the most is the fact that he's like, can you hear that? And I'm just like... That's like a diss record. Yeah. It's like a diss record. Probably one of the hardest diss records out there. <laughs> and it really, the, the buzz only lasts only for a couple days. But I just need people to realize, to me, it's savage because I grew up, or not necessarily grew up, but as I was getting into my gotta have a cell phone stage. I wanted Verizon because because of that commercial. But <laughs> He sold you on that dream. Yeah, and I'm just like, he ain't finna sell me on Sprint because I'm, I'm over there, <laughs> y'all, and I ain't messing with that bullshit. But, uh, I mean, when I, and I had to in, look into the backstory and realize that, you know, his contract was up in 2011. He's been doing commercials here and there, and then Sprint needed to get popping again, so they reached out to him. So Sprint is really the savage. They really cut those but business. Say man, business. they cut sprint cutting checks. Yeah, you can't you can't argue about him going to pick up a check. I, I can't. I ain't even mad at him, you know. And 
and it, it is what it is. But I just kind of felt like that that shit was hilarious, and everybody needs to hear it because I know some probably, some people probably saw a meme floating around and probably thought it wasn't real, but it is very, very, very real. And it's just this is sort of a a random entertainment type segment that we're in here. Uh, once again, if you're on the Instagram page, I kind of feel like um, when it comes to what's going on in the world, when it comes to fun stuff, then it's always music, movies, music videos, whatever. And uh, one of the next things I want to talk about was uh, Vic Mensa, an artist, artist from Chicago. I was, I've been listening because, I mean, if you listen to Chance the Rapper, more than likely you probably heard Vic Mensa. Yeah. And... And I, I, I'm, a, I'm from Chicago, so whenever I see a Chicago artist doing big things, and you know, he's he's with your boy, he's Rock Nation. So I mean, hey, why not? But this album that he put out, that it's called uh, there's a, there's a lot going on. I heard it. It's very. It's been it's been a long time to where I put on an album or a mixtape, and I liked it the first time I heard it all the way through. It's been a while. And it, really, yeah, seriously, six ninety nine. It, it's worth. It. I mean, shit, you got you got iTunes. Then and you got the uh, the Apple Music. Listen to it. Seven seven songs, all of them heat. Real talk. Mm. All of them heat. And four, I gave it four star rating. And it to me it was almost perfect. But I'm just I'm gonna be hard on him just because he's with Rock Nation. And I think when I heard him on the Kanye on the Kanye album, if you don't really, I mean, I, I gave him four because. He's sort of like Chance. So I think he's one of those rappers where you got to kind of, he can kind of grow on you. But then to me, he kind of has a J. Cole vibe. It's real. He literally touches on everything. I mean, he touches on his life story. He gets he gets uh, socially conscious with it. it. It's just, it's a dope ass album. I, 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 was, I was shocked. Like, I'm like, because I've heard his, I've heard his uh, other mixtape. It's called uh, Internet Internet Tape or something like that. And that was, that was dope too. But it was more popish. I think he's gotten to the point where He's kind of trying to be on some Pac shit right now, which is funny because even on Pac, if you go to the Instagram, you'll see that we put the trailer up for the uh, All Eyes on Me biopic that's supposed to be coming out in November. And I mean, that looks promising as well. Yeah. And um, I so mean, if you had to compare him to a rapper right now, does he fit in a category? He's between or, or is he trailblazing? He's he's I think he you could put him between like J Cole a little mixture of like maybe Big Sean because he's still okay. he's still that one of them fly ass young niggas you know he's a millennial he's ninety three so I definitely would say he has a little J Cole vibe to him but he can kind of give you that Big Sean energy because he could give you a catchy hook but the energy he brings is sort of like his boys too Chance the rapper and if you listen to Chance it's been many times but Chance will tell you Vic is better than me mm-hmm. I mean Vic has the deal Chance doesn't. Yeah, but I don't it, think Chance wants the deal. It, Chance doesn't want the exactly. Deal. Yeah, I think he's kind of like Big Crit. Yeah. Um, who, but, who, who needs to give me something sometime soon? By the way, that boy bullshitting. By by the way, yeah. Crit, you need to give me something sometime. Something soon, because I was listening to that. I'm, uh, I'm still listening to Catalactic. Man, that Catalactic. So you know, my first time hearing Catalactic was in 2016. Really? Yeah, like two months ago. That Catalactic was, like, was something that, serious. I'm just not listening to this. That Catalactic is whoo, man. And uh, so you got the Tupac biopic. And if you're for my uh, comic book nerds out there, if you know anything about uh, the Batman, the Killing Joke, that's literally probably one of the best things that DC is probably gonna put out in a while. D- I-, I really would like to see uh, Ben Affleck's Batman. Obviously, that's live action. Yeah. But animated wise, besides 
Batman the Killing Joke, I'm already hyping it up because I'm already ready for it. It's rated R. A rated oh. R cartoon. So, I mean, what can, you're going to expect see, some when I, think, when, I see, when I think rated R, I just immediately think nudity. But I have to... I have to Rain it in. It's like okay, this is a cartoon, which means I'm gonna get more blood and kind of gore, kind of stuff. Exactly. So. And you're, this is the Joker. And if you're looking at the um, the the graphic to the killing joke, you see the blood splatter behind him, and he's obviously probably taking a picture of somebody he killed. The Joker is ruthless, and this movie is gonna set the tone for you to understand why I put the Joker in my top five villains of all time. Mm -hmm. Because the Joker, his his. The archetype of type of villain he is is real dope, and they're also going to reveal what his real name is because nobody knows. So when this movie comes out, early like he to, he has no origin story. Exactly, he just kind of showed up. This the Batman the Killing Joke was a, it's, a, it's a book. You can actually get the book now if you're really a, a reader. But since we live in this era, 2016 niggas don't read. Yeah, Jay don't, um, Jay don't read. Yeah, it, it is it is what it is. <laughs> that that's that's a topic for another episode. But um, definitely, if you're a comic book nerd or just a person that likes graphic shit and you just want to see you like Batman and you're longing for another superhero movie I think Batman the Killing Joke is going to be a, a, a dope movie to watch um, I've also been hearing that the Batman vs. Superman the Ultimate Edition that's coming out is that's rumored to be the edition that we should have seen in the theater so I'm wondering how different is it going to be that is going to be like okay yeah if this would have been the movie in theaters then I would have liked it more it would have made more sense you wouldn't have wasted so much more time so that's what's gonna cause me to buy that 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 DVD because I wasn't gonna buy it, but that's gonna cause me to buy it. No boundaries, family. If you're out there listening right now, you should see my face right now because I'm just I'm fed up with the uh, with Batman vs Superman. When I saw that it was another 40 45 minutes of shit that they added <laughs> to it, I'm like, come on, man! They got Jenna Malone. It, I don't even need to talk about it. Yes, it's coming out. Yes, I'm going to buy it. I have problems. <laughs> but I'm going to buy it. And I'm probably going to be pissed off when I get this extra 30, 45 minutes that should have been in the movie theater. Because shit, people want to watch Titanic. That Titanic three was three hours, hours plus. long. Godfather was long too. I'm like, people sat in the movie. If you're making movies, if you're a movie director and you're listening to this, make quality movies. Do what you got to do. But I understand that studios are only funding so much and... You're really making a lot of money off this DVD cut, which is coming out when? Do you know? I, I don't know exactly. Once we figure out, we'll put that on the Instagram. Uh, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I can't wait for it. I want to see behind the scenes. I need a lot of explanation. There's a lot of explanation that was released on YouTube, but uh, it, it still pisses me off that that movie had me so ready and then to an extent it let me down, but now they're trying to redeem themselves with all this behind the scenes shit. And I'm just like, what if I was broke and I couldn't afford this? First of all, my biggest problem is I want to see it. But at the same time, Batman versus Superman, Donna Justice. You got Batman and Superman on the side. You got Wonder Woman in the middle. So even if you hadn't seen the movie, you're giving it away, throwing Wonder Woman on the cover. Like, this ain't even about her. She's even mentioned in the I know. The title. Was, like, it was just kind of weird kind of placement. It was a, it was just, you had, you gave a kid a bunch of Play-Doh options. <laughs> And he just mashed it all together. That's what this movie was. You the purple with the yellow, the blues with the reds, and now you just got this big jumbled mess of, of Play-Doh. It's, it's literally, that's what it was. And 
people fail to realize that it's called Dawn of Justice, but honestly, all it is is a Dawn of Justice League, meaning you're just seeing what's going to come once you, once you go above the horizon. But we've covered this. We've covered this. We're not going to do it again. We're not going to do it again. We got too deep into something we should have been yeah, in. Yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> but uh, moving on into, since we're still in entertainment, and I, and I ain't going to lie to y'all, I slacked this week simply because I'm a lazy bum, and I, I just didn't feel like going to the movies. Matter of fact, I wanted to go to the movies, but it was an odd night, and I had some free time. I'm like, man, I'm going to go to the movies. Let me go to... Uh, AMC, and, and right now I don't give a damn what AMC thinks about me, and I don't give a damn about your recliner seats, <laughs> your expensive ass popcorn, your your bar that I'm not gonna use. There is literally no reason for your tickets to be fifteen dollars and sixty eight cents for a freaking evening show. There is no reason for a movie ticket to cost over ten dollars. I'm sorry, I ain't doing it no more. If you if I if I look on Fandango or whatever site. And I'm, I'm looking at the ticket price. If it's over $10, I ain't messing with it. So I ain't going to lie. I seen that 1568 and I thought to myself, I could either get me a movie ticket, go in there and sit for two hours and 24 minutes, or I can go get something to eat and then go to the gym or something to chill. And I got an extra seven, eight dollars in my pocket. I was being cheap. I ain't going to lie. But, but guess day, who did they motherfucking job? <laughs> All right, at least half of it because I did pull up the bootleg and I was watching the bootleg. But the thing is... I had to cut it off because it's uh, for me to really get into a scary movie. Because first of all, I don't get scared a lot watching scary movie because I'm one of those people that overanalyze. It's like okay, how, this doesn't make sense because this right here would happen, this right here would happen, whatever. But it has some from what I've seen. There were some good points, and I was like, oh shit, if I was in the theater, this would have been scary. Then some other stuff's like, oh shit, if I was in the theater, this would have been scary. You know, this would have caught me off guard. So I was like, I gotta cut this off because I'm really it's really affecting the way that I'm watching the movie. Like watching a comedy at the house, you know, something like that, where where it's gonna be the same no matter the atmosphere. That's cool, but so I, I got I got pretty I got a pretty good ways through it, and it's it's pretty dope. Like I thought the first one was really dope, and so this second one is pretty dope. I, I mean, of course the plot is kind of the same. Same people. Uh, well, I mean, as far as the the, the, the couple, yeah, okay. the couple's the same. You know, it's a different family, mm-hmm. and um, but as far as like. The feeling and the plot of it, you know, like I, like I just mentioned, the plot's kind of the same. You know, they're they're coming to this house, you know, find out what's what's haunting the spirits, whatever, like that. But like how it how it turns out, like why this spirit is is there and why you know how he became the spirit that haunted this house. Dope. I'm actually glad that you said that you had to Dope. turn it off because you didn't get that uh that movie vibe, and that's one of the reasons why I don't really watch, you know downloads or bootlegs because it really started with the fact that I really love movies and when I'm watching especially a new release if it's not good quality DVD and I'm not in my house and just like comfortable on my couch then I really don't want to just sit in front of a laptop or something watching a movie that is supposed to be dope and I think that takes away from the vibe so I mean that's that that's basically similar to me I, I don't blame you for stopping it that's one of the reasons why if I'm fan 1568 honestly I'm, I want more than a recliner seat <laughs> they gotta, they gotta come with it. They, I, I need, I, you gotta throw a small popcorn in there for, or something, man. Yeah, straight up, this is I, just true. I kind of you, you shouldn't pay more than nine dollars to see it. It's movie. ridiculous. You should. Pay and more really, to me, these theaters are getting greedy because they're taking away from the movies. I think a lot of movies are being hurt. They're not making the money they're supposed to make because these motherfucking theaters are charging so much. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I can definitely understand that. 
But, but I mean, yeah. Conjuring Two definitely um, based on my half-assed review. You should definitely go see it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go finish it up. I might finish it up this weekend. I might not, but I'm definitely gonna go see it in the theater. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Uh, well, with that being said, I guess we can start rolling on to more serious topics. You know, you got a lot. Whoa, of whoa! All of our topics are serious. Fuck, oh. fuck what you heard. Oh, All of our topics are serious. Okay, well, it's a lot of uh, man, fifty dead, fifty-three injured, deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history. So they say. And clearly, if you know anything about America, I mean, this is for my non-American listeners. Uh, they they have a big deal out here with you know whenever something like this goes on, and I'm pretty sure if you're not familiar with the Orlando shooting where damn near 100 people were maimed and killed, uh, they always want to bring up the issue of gun control. And me and Jay have never talked about gun control before, never. No, and not not even not off air or anything. Like nothing. This. So I kind of felt like it was cool because I've seen and read and heard a lot of shit on views of gun control and I feel like why not have an authentic discussion for about five minutes on gun control and on the Instagram there's a picture posted where with Ronald Reagan it says it's a nasty truth but those who seek to inflict harm are not faced by gun control laws and once again like I said if you're not familiar with the Orlando shooting that happened at the Pulse nightclub I'm not going to get too deep into it but I mean they're saying it was a terrorist act, and some people are saying it was simply a hate crime. But the matter of the fact is, it was caused by, I want to say, an AR-15 and a handgun, possibly. And I, I've done a lot of research on it, and to me, bottom line, the shit just crazy. It's sick. And I, I, one thing I know I'm not going to do, I'm not going to mention the shooter's name, because that's one thing I hate to do, is make the villains in, in this real life world more famous than they need to be. He's just a sick, twisted individual. He killed a bunch of people and he killed himself. Yeah, we're definitely not going to give him that notoriety. Yeah. Um, and so what's your take on gun control? Do you think that do you think the government is behind it? Do you think do we do we have are there Islamic ra- uh, radicals out here? And I mean, what do you think? Like, what's the deal? You know me. I love to quote rappers. And I'm quote my very first favorite rapper. Goes by the name of DMX. Oh, okay. And it was actually from a movie where he said, guns don't kill people. People kill people. And that's how, that's, that's my, that's my perspective. Like, you can control the guns, but you don't know when people are going to go crazy. You don't. You really don't. And, and, and as far as stuff coming out with this, um, this uh Orlando thing, there's he's he was dating he was in the transgenders, he was this, he was that, all kinds of stuff like that. And it's it's like, okay, what made him snap? He might have been perfectly fine until the point where he snapped. So you want gun control? How what what are you gonna do to control guns? Are you gonna make people pass a psych evaluation? I can pass a psych evaluation right now. I can walk in on my girl getting her back blown out and I can lose my fucking oh, mind. You know, like 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 spot. like it, it only goes so far. So you can't predict that my mental state is gonna be at this neutral, I'm on medication that's, you know, keeping me calm or something forever. You can't you can't count on that. That's the same thing that I say when 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 they talk about police violence and and then you see the video like this guy's been trying this cop all day and then this cop he snaps and ends up shooting this person mm-hmm. like you don't know what this person's been going through 
today. You don't know this person been going through this week, this month. You might have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm -hmm. So, do I believe the government is behind what's going on? I, I, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't say I believe it and support that. I mm -hmm. can't say I don't believe it and support that either, though. Mm -hmm. And so, and and as far as the, is the radical Islamic terror terrorists, no, because because I call them. I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of take the Obama approach because I call him a radical Islamic terrorist. Does that does that make it? What what I mean? What does that do? Like, no, I'm not going to condemn a whole a whole religion. I'm not going to condemn like a who? whole race. Like who? I'm, I'm just I don't want to get <laughs> I don't want to give people that notoriety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not. I, it's just not in me. Like that's that's like you condemning all black people. That's like you condemning all Mexicans. You can't condemn all Christians, or you can't say all Catholics touch little boys. You can't say all Muslims nah, are terrorists. You can't do that. And you, well, I'm, hell, you can, but you shouldn't it's not do fair. that. It's, not, it's right. not fair. And in a world where life isn't fair, you should at least have that option to be. Common decency. Some common decency to, to you know, judge people for who they are and not for the the vast majority of, of, of Islamics. So I don't think he should be identified as an as a, as a Islamic terrorist. You, he should be identified as a terrorist. You can even call him a domestic, a domestic terrorist, terrorist since he was, he was from here. And I don't think there's anything that you can do to say, well, the government should do this or, or anything like that. It's just kind of like, all right, look, people, you know, we can do what we can, but you also got to do what you can do, too. Not saying that, you know, everybody walk around packing your heat or anything like that. But you notice that the news, you don't see where... This guy went crazy, but this guy had his concealed handgun. The heroes who are stopping these copycats out there, and that's that's, that's really all I got to say about that. Like it's a health in my family because you know we all need to be in a better place, not just because something happens now. When stuff is good, you need to be in a better place as well. Limited the amount of guns people have. You can buy guns on the street. So which is which is called martial law. You know, are you familiar with martial law? It's basically it. it there are people out there that are comfortable with saying, you know what. The only people that should have guns are... So my question to you, are you okay with knowing that the only people that can have a gun if this gun control law, which is to me... Like, you you know, and if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's at the end of the day, if it's me or you, it's not going to be me if I... Like I said, you know, people shoot up military bases from time to time. You know, that's very tragic. Cops, you know... are meant to just enforce stuff like this because y'all are scared? Because don't get me wrong, I'm not... Muslim and being scared because the media, the American media, has made it to where I would be uncomfortable displaying the fact that I'm a Muslim. I think Muslims are, but if you want to find Muslims, find a mosque. You know what I'm saying? Because real talk, nothing, the, the guy went inside a, a church. This ain't a mosque. This is a white guy going inside of a, a Christian Baptist church, a gay club. I'm like, nobody's safe. So my thing, putting martial law into effect, I mean, you're still putting humans, you're still putting guns in the hands of humans. Yeah, they're qualified to have a gun, but so was the, was, were these guys. These guys passed whatever test they needed to pass. I don't own guns. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't, I mean, I'm not the type of person that's against guns, but I don't, I personally don't feel like I need one. Cause I, I I've always felt like live by the gun, die by the gun. That's just my theory. But for people out there that have guns and they risk going through what happened in like 
I want to say in like Germany, and when when Hitler was in uh when Hitler was doing running things out there, he literally if you had a gun, you had to come turn that mug in. Yeah. Because they came to your house and they went they ransacked your house and they found a gun, you probably gonna get killed on spot or be in jail for a long time. So, and if I'm not mistaken, didn't uh, Ti's daughter? Yeah, yeah, I I, I seen that today that Ti's daughter was her name Zone or something. Got yeah, Zonique. Zonique, I think yeah. it's Zonique. Got caught at the airport with with the gun, and which your dad's like a twenty time felon. I don't four guns. Like four? Wait, she what? What? She had how many? No, I'm saying four guns. Man. Oh, oh, okay. oh, I thought you said gun. she had four guns. No, she had, like, they said like, she had some type of long gun, some type of long weapon. How do you go to the airport like? Did you did you forget that you had a gun in your carry on? Oh, it's my shotgun bag. I thought my this thing was is bag. is it her gun or Ti's gun? That's what I'm kind of worried about. Oh, like she didn't know it was in there. Yeah, like I'm like, dude, why are you carrying a gun? And do you not know that your dad just went to jail for something like this? Like this every is other a, year, your dad goes to jail for something talk. like this, and now you're passing that 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 shit on to your daughter. Like, see, I need to. Man, what's going on, bro? Like, I, I didn't think of it from the standpoint that that might yeah, be his gun I mean, hidden yeah. in her stuff. That's, that's a possibility. And that's sloppy, dog. Like, that's he just he just ruined his daughter's life. Like, dude, you went through TSA, through airport security. That's a federal crime. That's worse. I mean, having a bunch of guns anyway is a federal crime. But you're putting, dog, come on, T.I. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. But I'm against martial law. I can't say I'm necessarily against gun control law. I'm just trying to figure out what are they going to do. What can you do? Like you said, niggas going to get guns on the street if they need them. Yeah, you can and, get guns. And nobody ever wants to point out the fact that a lot of these people doing these mass shootings, they passed their background checks. You know what I'm saying? If I wanted to go in to get a gun, I could, I'm could. i not going to pass my background check. And I ain't going to get a gun. That's fine. But I don't think that I have the, the mental capability of going to shoot up a place. I don't believe that you do either. No, I don't. I don't believe that Eddie Briscoe or any of the people I know have the mental capacity of that. And I hate to say that it may just be white people and Muslims, but that's what it sure is looking like. Remember, wasn't the DC sniper black? Yeah, man, that's 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 a long ass time ago. Uh, yeah, a very long ass time, time ago. ago. But 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 if you even look at serial killers, in I want to say. In the past 30 years, if even if you put the D.C. snipers on there as serial killers, in the past 30 years, it's probably only been two or three black people that have made the news on some serial killer type stuff. Like that one dude that killed the, uh, the news reporter on, on air yeah. when he got fired. Then you got the D.C. sniper. And then you had that one uh, child, child molester in Atlanta. I forget his name, but like I said, I ain't going to say his name no way. But it's a child molester in Atlanta. He's one of, and and that was in the eighties. And at that time, he was considered the first African American serial killer in the eighties. Dude, I'm gonna go ahead and say it like this: H. <laughs> H. Holmes. He was the first. He he was killing people at the same time Jack the Ripper was in the eighteen sixties. He was terrorizing Chicago. He had a murder mansion. And I think I think I remember yeah, seeing and, and if you don't know this, Leonardo DiCaprio was gonna play him in a movie called. Uh, the Devil in the White City. Yeah, it's a movie coming out. He's, he's portraying H.H. Holmes. H.H. Holmes and Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper was the, technically the first serial killer ever. Nobody's ever caught him. They don't know who he is. But people believe that it's a possibility that it was H.H. Holmes. He was just going to London. Because he didn't just kill people in Chicago. They didn't went from I mean, Chicago to Canada. I mean, why not? You like, know what I'm saying? You're getting away with it. The dude had a murder mansion. 
But my point is, the dude was white. The dude was white. Mm-hmm. White as rice. <laughs> and, and and I'm just saying, since the 18-something, 1850s, 1860s, all the way up into 1980-something, you only had one official black serial killer? Uh, uh. Uh, you, nah, maybe serial killing isn't our thing. Maybe we just, you know, get lazy and don't want to go. Oh, yeah, you know. we. You know we got that, that tendency to be lazy. Oh, black man. people are kind of lazy. Fortunately, in that case. <laughs> but... One black man killed another black man in a black hood, when 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 um the his back is against the wall and but for, it just people blow up blow it out of proportion like like black people running into white neighborhoods killing a bunch of white people, you know what I'm saying? If you look at white or white crime, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be pretty heinous. You look at Mexican or Mexican crime, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be pretty heinous. But the one the media shows the most. Is the black on black crimes or just black ignorance? You know what I'm saying? But a lot of black people were put into those positions basically because of how shit was going on in the 50s and 60s. It was the trickle down effect. But yeah. once, I ain't even gonna get into that. But gun control laws, if they in the hood, you think they're not finna get to the suburbs? You ain't finna stop guns, man. You're not. And no. if you see Lord of War with Nicolas Cage. Which is a, a outstanding movie, probably one of his best movies ever. That dude showed you how ruthless um, people that you know the, the gun sellers are. People that go out there and sling sling weapons, man, weapons dealers. They don't give a damn who they selling to. If I'm in America and I got this dude in Beirut, Afghanistan, talking about he finna put a million in my account if I bring him a hundred AKs right now. Man, a weapons dealer don't care. Hey, at all. Put me on the plane. I'm coming out. Uh, get me on the boat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Either way I can get there, I'm and coming. And then the crazy part about it was Nicolas Cage's character in Lord of War, he even said, he even supplied the, the, the U.S. military with guns. So basically, he was protected by the president. And shit like this is really happening. Oh, yeah. So once again, my point is, you're not going to stop weapons from hitting the street because once one ruthless motherfucker get a gun, Another route this motherfucker gonna get a gun, and it's just gonna trickle down. It's a bunch of felons out there with guns right now, but they're they're a lot more careful with their guns because they know if they get caught with their guns, the type of time they're gonna get. But these people running around here hunting deer, running around shooting antelope, and going to tax <laughs> going to tax antelopes, <laughs> going to taxidermist, and getting stuffed for 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 game for fun. Them motherfuckers snap eventually shooting each other in the ass, Dick Cheney. And uh I'm just saying like you can get a it gun happens. you can get a gun and be clean on paper and go do some rootless shit, but it just seems like that's just not enough, you know. Maybe you might just say maybe you might just need to say there are certain type of guns that the American citizen does not need to have. For instance, like an AR fucking 15. Because there's no reason for you to go into the woods with an AR 15 hunting wild hog. If you can't, if you can't hit that motherfucking wild hog with an AR 15, then you just need to go find another hobby. <coughs> I'm just saying, because what, what game is that? That hog is a bad motherfucker and you need to leave him alone. Yeah, That's exactly. what that is. That's what that because is. Because you're just spraying. So I'm like, what game is that? What fun is that? To me, those are sociopathic tendencies. Yeah. You just want to run out into the woods and kill some wild animal with a gun that's going to hit it anyway. Man, I give my, my, my 12-year-old a freaking AR-15 in the woods. He going to hit everything. <laughs> Come on, man. That, Mopping. How is that a sport? How is that fun? 
So my thing I was is, at a skill. Exactly. So my thing is, why are y'all even allowing them to get these type of guns? Well, I ain't against it. I'm just questioning. I, I'm kind of confused on it because I may not know enough. Like, are you getting it for protection of your home? Shit, so you can protect your home with a 25. Yeah. A pink one. <laughs> with a marble handle. <laughs> Shit. Why do you need an AR-15, an AK-47, a sawed-off shotgun? Come on, man. It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. But either way it goes. People the, lose, that's the world that we live in. Today. People losing lives out here, man. People losing lives out here. You got people counting the amount of mass shootings that, that have went on under each presidency. Reagan had 11 mass shootings. Bush Sr. had 12. Clinton had 23. Bush had 16. I don't know how many Obama had. had. But it, it, to me, to me it's, all I see is it get worse and worse every year. Yeah. No matter, and and I mean, and that's nothing like I, I actually seen a Facebook post where it's like, well, Obama should take a cue from Reagan on on how to handle gun control. Reagan didn't have the the multitude of guns Obama had. Um, the next president isn't is gonna have more guns than Obama had to deal with. Like you, you just can't say, oh well, you should you should reach back and do why why aren't you running the country like Grover Cleveland ran the country? Like you got to realize times change, um, accessibility changes, so you can't just you can't just stick to old stuff and and hope to bring that forward and think that it's going to work. Nah, it, it probably isn't. And, and another thing, once again, like I said, I, I honestly feel like certain guns are unnecessary, but martial law is not going to help because you get you take guns from the from the regular citizens that really are trying to protect their homes. Criminals still going to get them, and when the criminals know they got guns and the people. The homeowners don't. Don't you think them criminals finna run up in these houses even faster now? Because that's a lot of that's a honestly the reason home burg home burglaries don't happen as often as they could, especially in Texas, is because niggas in Texas know if I run up in that house and somebody in there, I'm getting shot. Oh yeah, niggas know Every, that. Everybody's strapping Texas exactly. down there. Niggas know that, bro. Like so, you got to be careful with this gun control stuff. Um, but even with gun control and protecting these families and stuff it, I kind of feel like if you for a person with a family and, 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 and I feel like this is one of those topics like I was talking about a long time ago I feel like if you're settling down with a woman and and you're really trying to discuss viewpoints I feel like this is an important viewpoint to bring up and with that being said when do you think you and a future wife or a future concubine. I never understood what concubine meant. What is a concubine? I'd have to look it up. I'm oh, not okay. going to lie to you. I ain't got time for all that. <laughs> but uh, how do you, how long, do you do you feel like those topics will come up after marriage? Or do you think those topics will come up like when y'all just dating in the first year? Like, I think those topics really don't come up until you're faced with those topics. I think it's like, you see something like Orlando happen, and there's like, well, how do you feel about having guns? You know, like you you don't really sit down there and think about all the possibilities of of everything that's and and how your two worlds are going to collide. You just kind of embrace them as they come. So you would have that conversation like, well, how do you feel about gun control? I, I'm thinking about it getting the gun. Then you might realize that she's one thousand percent anti-gun, and you've never had this conversation. And hell, you might be married or you might be dating in your second month and just don't know. So so according to some random ass stat that I I saw out there. <laughs> It says it takes two to four years to completely get to know someone. Couples who wait this late before marriage are less likely to divorce. And like we know, Eddie Briscoe does not 
feel that that is true. He feels like there are no boundaries when it comes to, <laughs> to to time. Like he's like time. You love somebody, marry him, and get you know blah blah blah. From my experience, I think that's a load of crap. I kind of this is another conversation me and him ain't really had off air. But me personally, I feel like if if I'm looking at somebody that I'm gonna marry, real talk. I don't think marriage is something that you should ever rush because I'm going to, I'm not, not to be mean, but, uh, or not to de degrade the le the importance of marriage. I kind of just feel like when you go into a, a restaurant and you, you sit there with your girl or whatever, you try to decide what you're going to eat and you ain't never been in that restaurant before. Are you going to just choose something real fast? No, I, I want that. If you have no experience with it, you no. be like, you know what? You know, let me read this menu a little bit. Let me get, get some recommendations. Yeah, you, you know, know, let me let me let me fill it out a little bit. Yeah, you know, or even let's take it to the next level. I go to a dealership. I've been seeing this vehicle around. I kind of like it, but you know, I ain't never got to drive it. So let me get it. Let me go to this Honda dealership, hop into this Accord or this Civic, and let me test drive it. And this is this is not a. A metaphor for sex. I'm saying, let me get to know this car. Yeah. Let me get inside this car, test drive it. A lot of times, people don't test drive it and buy it the same day. They test drive it, look at the price, come back another day, test drive some more, hope the price go down. Think about come it. Come back again, go test look at drive something else. It. They take their time. They don't just say, I'm going to just jump into this car because I saw it like, oh, I'm going to just go up to a dealership like I'm going to buy some shoes that I saw online. Oh, I know I want them shoes. No. You got to feel certain things out, especially if you're making a commitment to it. And that's my thing. Because when I'm in the restaurant, I'm going to make a commitment when I buy this this food. And I'm going to eat it. I'm going to devour it. <laughs> unless I don't like it. Unless I don't like it, I'm going to tell the waiter to bring it back. Which is similar to a divorce. But with that being said, I kind of feel like it's cool to wait. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I feel sorry for anybody that that wants to rush. I feel like... Yeah, love can you can love it. Love, I feel like love at first sight may exist. I I think it does. Uh, it, 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 yeah, I mean that's cool. You see somebody and but you still need to get to know this person though. Yeah, definitely. Like you could see them and love them and talk to them for an hour or two and be enamored know, by their in, by their one conversation because right. everybody is gonna make most people are gonna make a good first impression. Okay, so now I kind of feel like that first year go by kind of cool you know everything's cool you know and that second year goes by it's more of a, more of a learner stage y'all are comfortable around each other now y'all using the restroom leaving the door open y'all walking around each other no clothes on no problem okay now that third year comes you you start to kind of say okay most women they want marriage they want to have kids they want to settle down they've been dealing with you for about two two and a half years that's fine but I think the most important thing about that second going into the third year is to see how patient your partner can be, if necessary. If you're ready, you're ready. But if you know you're not ready and patience is on But you line, have to communicate that you're not ready, too. Oh, okay. You just can't be leading somebody along and, and then and then you you just say, they say, oh, I want to get married. You say, okay. And then you're like, well, I'm not really ready, but I know she's ready and, and, and just is, I'm just going to go off her vibe. So I say you can't go off someone else's vibe. You have to have your own vibe. They have to have their own vibe. And sometimes your vibes link up. And sometimes they don't, but you got to voice those vibes. Yeah, if definitely. If you're not ready, you have to let that person know. 
Like, hey, hey, you know, this is going too fast or whatever. Or, or he's like, you know, I'm, I see that with you. I'm just not there yet. You, you got to let these things be known. Yeah, and not only let them be known, but as you're letting them be known, you kind of, in, in this day and age, you kind of got to re-clarify at times that I kind of feel this way. You know, you got to, it's really hard to say no these days without explaining yourself. So if you don't want to do something, I think it's necessary for you to have a game plan. Be like, you know, this is why I'm not ready. And the crazy thing is, I know some women out there that have men that they're with. The men want to get married and they don't want to get married. And it ain't always because the girl want to continue to host some more and no shit like that. I just really believe that people spiritually feel something when they want to get married. And they're like, you know what? It's time. And you feel and I, it, and you feel it for that person. Exactly. It's just not, it's just not in the atmosphere that you want to get married and have kids because a lot of people have that mentality. Oh yeah, I want to get married. I want to have kids eventually. At this but time, I, but I want to fill it with this person. Mm-hmm. And I used to, I used to make crack a joke that you know um, I, I say yeah, don't be my first wife because I'm I'm I'll probably mess it up the first time and have to get married again. But in all honesty, it's like I want to take my time. So I only get married one exactly. time. I want to know this person and know that. For a fact, this is where I want to be, and I want to spend the next 30, 40, 50 years of my life with this person. I'm I only, done. I only want to do it one time because if this doesn't work, I'm just done. Sorry, I might not do it again. I- I'm done. That's just my mentality, though. And I think that's fair. I-, I honestly feel like I have no problem with divorce, but at times it kind of bothers me when I see people say they've been married two or three times. I'm like, what y'all doing? This ain't no game. You out here playing games, just handing out wedding rings. Like, really? Going to these chapels, wasting these people's time. <laughs> what is you doing? You got that same friend up there. She she got three bridesmaid dresses in the closet. Like you know? no, I'm not coming to three of your weddings. <laughs> Just like I don't blame girl when they tell me I ain't going to no more her baby shower. She got too many kids. I ain't going to <laughs> I'm not finna go after your second wedding, dog. You ain't seeing me no more. I can't help you. I'm not getting you nothing either because you're fa- you're a failure. You're a failure at marriage, and I don't know what else you're a failure at. But I'm sorry, I'm not the I'm not a fan of. The more than two times. Because I've been listening to some people on these TV shows, on the radio. Some people, oh, I've been married four or five times. What? You just going to the courthouse, right? <laughs> you, you ain't doing it big every you time, huh? Big. I hope not. But even with that being said, man, it's really hard to find that perfect match. Because, I mean, they say that there's no perfect match. I personally do not believe that. Because I believe in soulmates. I believe that. Do you believe in just one soulmate? Or do you believe in multiple soulmates? I believe that's a possibility that could be multiple soulmates. I never really thought about that. I just I just I just feel that when you know you have that kindred spirit, like you said, in your presence, you know. I've been I've been told so many times, they say, man, when you when you find the one, you know. You know. I mean, I mean they I say really they say that. you know, but I don't think you know from the jump. I think you grow into this knowledge and then you realize Oh shit! Where would I be without this person? And that's fine. That's fine. I, that's why I say it's it's two types of of, of 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 love that you're gonna encounter. Sometimes it's gonna be interesting. Sometimes it's gonna grow. But I kind of feel like, even though I, I can't really say that I'm against time, but I kind of feel like that two to four year spectrum seems kind of realistic because if you've been dealing with somebody for four years consistently and y'all been together. All that time, yeah, it's been some rough patches, but y'all don't want to let each other go. Hey, bro, it might be time to tie that knot. Y'all ain't going nowhere. Yeah. But if y'all been together two, three years, and y'all done took four or five breaks, y'all need to stop playing. Because y'all <laughs> is not serious about this life. And I mean, you could be serious. It might be something about that person that you can't let go. 
but the overall picture is that they're not good for you. I've I've seen I've seen relationships like that where it's like you know man you know I fight with this chick I fight with this dude whatever but we all it's something that always just draws us back but then you gotta look at the overall picture like okay this thing that keeps pulling me back is 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 it gonna is that gonna be the good that outweighs the bad or is it still gonna be more bad than good and I'm just trying to hold on to whatever string that I can. Okay, so when you when you're dealing with this person. Before you start dealing with them, were there was there like a, a top three qualities that you were looking for when you met this person, or did y'all just kind of meet? And I'm just saying, I'm not saying. Oh yeah, that, that, was, that was a hypothetical. Story. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't, I don't so know. so hypothetically speaking, if you're dealing with this future wife, possibly or future husband, um, not you, of course, but if you're dealing with this person or you're going through this with this person, do they have the top three qualities? I don't know if you answered that question on Instagram. Did you? No, answer? no. You you asked me what what were the you asked me what for, yeah, yeah that, that wasn't a topic. Yeah, we was. we might say that for later. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's gonna ruffle some feathers right because there. The, the but question no, she put trust, respect, and freedom. I remember seeing that she put a lot of M's on there, so I'm assuming that freedom glued to your hip. I think it's like being able to go out with your friends and it be okay with things. Because okay. I I think relationships work the best when it's like. Okay, I have my life. I have you have your life, and to contain each other, it's like, oh look, I can pull the rabbit out of the head. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like, you know, you I know. remember that one. And also, shout out to it's just Brit. She put loyalty, honesty, and consistency. Remember, I told I, this might this was my wisdom at one point in time. Be consistent, but don't be comfortable. Ah, yeah. I, I don't mean that as a bad thing, because you should be comfortable and secure in your relationship, and you should trust. And you should trust this, and he's not that, you know, because you're getting this new attention. But you're being consistent as if you if you started by bringing her fly, I ain't your mama, you know, just because you was trying to get him in that point, and now that you got him, it's kind of like okay, I know he ain't going nowhere, you know. Okay, and I think uh, my favorite one comes from uh, the incredible April. She in, in put credit, in credit April. mutual trust. Yeah, you gotta have if mutual. If you have mutual trust between two people, you have a respect because and support one another. I think that's key. That's very key. Is that major and, key? Man, that's major key, man. <laughs> Obviously, we live in a, in a gen, in a world where it's traditional for the man to pay. All right, and I you have that 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 level of how do I say you got me, I got you. I will. I'm definitely gonna put that in my top three. Support one another, but then when you're supporting one another, I don't mean like when when it's in a situation where you're leaning fall off too. Yeah, y'all need to. It has to be that balance there where it's just kind of like maybe just rocking a little bit. You can't be sitting there like oh. The support Karen. goes goes two different ways. Like you can mentally support somebody exactly, well. and exactly. It, you know, I, and that's, I, I, tell me this is something you want to do. I'm probably gonna push you. I'm probably gonna push you. That's more. the type of guy. I'm, I'm, I have a son, so for me. I'm always coming at things with a more tough type of love. I'm not finna baby you. And it's really hard for me to get out of that because when you're raising boys, you're raising a man, you got to kind of get them to understand, yeah, I'm going to give you that that love, but I'm not going to give you the type of love your mama going to give you. Yeah. I'm going to give you the type of love where I'm going to be like, say, man, man the fuck up because shit's going to get real out here. And you can't get stressed out and and and, and want to run to a substance and abuse it because life is getting hard because that's just going to create other problems the best way to handle your problems is to face them and maybe it's easier for men to do that i don't know but that's just the type of person i am but i think like you said it it, 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 it needs to be 
that that balance needs to be there, and that's cool. Absolutely. And then the last one was must let me drink all the wine. Hey, I don't have no problem having somebody I can sit there and drink with and chill. I can sit there and drink water. You can have all the wine. <laughs> I just that's my, your that's your <laughs> wine. Hey, you bought that wine. That's your wine. That's my your fault. Wine. I didn't make it to the liquor store for it closed. I'm 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 out. You I'm know, good that's your that. wine. I'm good. I'm gonna just get my angry orchard probably and just sit back <laughs> and sit that and relax. And we go relax. You got yours, I got mine, we got each other. And that's cool. And as long as we have that mutual understanding, I'm fine. So to those three young ladies, thanks for responding. But now to us, what now what's your what's your top three qualities? Damn you put me on the spot. All the um, time, all the time. Um, definitely the support one another. And 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 that that mutual trust is okay. is something very important because I don't I don't I don't do the paranoia and I don't need you to do the paranoia. <laughs> like if I got you, I got you. I don't I don't. That's it. Like I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and worry about what you're doing when I'm not around. I'm not gonna worry about what's going on in, on your phone. I don't care if you got a lock code on your phone because I don't want to go in your phone. I, I don't. I don't I really care to go care. into your phone at all ever. I don't care to check your DMs or none of that stuff that. That, that, that if you go looking for it, you're gonna find it. You're gonna find something. You're gonna misinterpret a conversation or you're gonna do something, you're gonna find it. And then you're just gonna be salty for the rest of the relationship. Pretty much. So I and, I feel you. And then I think my third my third is 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 overall is just love. Like yeah. that that you gotta have that love. You gotta know that that person you with is the person for you. You got to know that you're going through hell and high water for this person. You got to know that you're putting this person before everybody else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people forget, like, you know, oh, yeah, this person come first, but let my mama come over here, and, you know, then I got to take care of my mom. You got to realize that if you choose this person to be your soulmate, you choose to spend the rest of your life with this person, they're becoming number one. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you love your mom and everything like that. You love your family. But you got to realize that this is your family now. You're branching off and starting your own. And you're in charge of taking care of this family, protecting this family, nurturing this family, and loving this family. So that love has to be there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hell yeah. I'm probably, I'd probably say uh, with me, um, number one would be uh, mutual trust, obviously. Um, number two would be uh, when you're dealing with me. I need to. I need to. I need to feel. I need to see that the comfort zone is no longer in existence. I, I need you to escape your comfort zone. Oh, that's because a good I need. That's I, a good I feel like, and I guess that goes hand in hand with love too. Because so I feel like if you really love somebody, then that comfort zone that you that you struck that you it shouldn't even it should it may be a struggle getting out of it, but that's why that two to four years is important because. Maybe in those two to four years, that comfort zone, I see you gradually went from struggling to get out of it to getting out of it completely. But eventually, for me to say that, okay, that's my future wife, as I'm marrying you, I need to be like, yes, we have a mutual trust. Yes, she is completely out of her comfort zone. And lastly, I probably would say um, there is a, there is a, the respect. Respect is important. I need to know I, I'm going to show that I respect you. You respect me. Don't do nothing to me. That you that that you wouldn't want me to do to you. Mm-hmm. That golden rule. It's really that simple because and and to me and I hate to say this but that's definitely when as I'm getting married I need to feel those th- those three things are are not that's, it's not even it's not even arguable those three things need to be solid. I'm not saying in that road to four years that we might hit some some you know some rough you know some rough edges or hit some bumpy roads but maybe in those two 
to four years, maybe less, I need to know that we have all those things ironed out. And it those three things become consistent. Yeah. So in, in all, it becomes consistent, but those are my three. And I just feel like that it's, it's, you can't debate it. It's not debatable. No. Give me that or go away. That was very good, yeah. So let's say let's say you get three and a half in and things hit a wall. And it's a wall that you don't feel you can get by. Do you feel that was wasted time? I mean, I I mean, even, I, I hate this. I mean, with my current relationship, I kind of feel like it, it, I feel like throughout a relationship, you'll you'll feel like you hit walls. And I mean, if I do hit a wall, I, I wouldn't know how long to sit there and stare at that wall. Yeah. But I feel like in in most relationships, you're gonna hit walls from time to time. And I, I don't I don't mean that when I hit that wall. I feel like it's all about what I do with that wall. Am I gonna take a break? Eh, I, I don't really feel like everybody has that option. Mm-hmm. If you're given that option, I feel like there's, there should only be so many breaks. You gotta be realistic with yourself. Yeah. But I mean, if I hit that wall, if, if I hit the wall for the first time in three and a half years, I'm mean, like, uh, yeah, I, I could wait that out. But if I'm constantly hitting walls, that's the problem. But I, I'm, I'm almost certain that in a two to four year span, I may hit a, a wall or two. Oh, yeah. become stagnant. Def- I feel definitely. like that's realistic. After that, when that third wall comes, maybe I maybe I'll think about walking out the door. And, uh, and as, as far as wasted time goes, I don't believe in wasted time because I'm, I'm having fun all the time. <laughs> I, I, see, it's like I don't I don't I don't believe in wasted time either because I, I like to live in that moment. And if I'm in that moment with you, I'm not I'm never gonna look back on that moment and be like, man, I knew I shouldn't have did this and did such and such. No, because that's what I wanted in that moment. And I can't I can't take that moment away and say oh, I wasted time because that moment didn't manifest itself into whatever it's the most whatever I thought it was whatever I you know thought it was gonna be or, or whatever I wished it was gonna be because even my current relationship now is the this is my current relationship most people's current relationships period they set the tone for how you can answer the question what are your top three qualities you don't know what your top three qualities until you experience the bullshit you're like you know what the next person I date definitely got to be like this because I ain't dealing with this again so as you as you get older and you grow don't, there is no waste of time. It's all experience. You're learning. So if you feel like you wasted your time, I would maybe feel like I wasted my time if I, if I, if, if I had to carry the weight of something. For instance, like if I caught something, like yeah. goddamn, like man, I, I, I caught something from your ass. Uh, if I have to carry something negatively to where I have to deal with it for the rest of my life, yeah, maybe I might feel like I wasted my time because now you've ruined my chances to, to, to have another one. But as long as I'm able to go on. Have more relationships. Try again. If I if I decide to try again, I'm cool. I don't I don't feel like wasting my time. Fuck wasting time. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? I mean, well, we I feel like we covered pretty much everything. I mean, I, I, I we can, it's not the lost episode. No, that's not. <laughs> I, I, I could go back and be like, I mean, I know we talked about this already, but I think I mean this is I ain't for the turn to a sports segment. I just I, I, it's still on my mind. I really feel like people need to, like, if you are in a position to where you can affect somebody else's well-being, for instance, with the Aisha Curry and a Steph thing, I think people need to stop acting like what she's doing is is breaking some type of golden rule. So my thing is, on, on, that, on that subject, even though we didn't talk about it on this episode, I still feel like people need to just, like, Chill out. There are more important things going on in this world 
there's some chick's tweets. She's a freaking chef. She don't know shit about basketball on that level. Most she people just, don't know shit about basketball. You know what I'm saying? She's just a passionate person. When you're passionate, you're going to say crazy shit. And if, if you don't know what we're talking about, you may hear us talk about it on a special episode if you chose to listen to the special NBA Finals episode. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But that's all I got for this episode. Was that was that was those your words of wisdom? Did you slide those in there? I like think that, that is my words of wisdom. Even though I was going to say something probably deeper. that in there, though. Like was... I, I'll go with I'll be fine with that. That's my words of wisdom. Let that girl be. <laughs> and if you got chill, somebody. People chill out. You need chill, chill out. out. You need to chill out. Bro, you got to have a good time. You have to have a good time. Life is too short to walk around sad and shit. When I do this podcast, I'm having a good ass time. When I go to work, I'm having a good ass time. Yeah, I might get stressed days. I might be tired days and, and, and stuff like that. But you have to have a good ass time. Because you don't have enough days to have bad ones. Straight and with up. that being said. Oh, man. This has no, been. No, this, this is has me. been. This is you? This is me. Okay, you do it. You're supposed to be fired. You do it. And with that being said, this has been another successful, extraordinary episode of the No Boundaries podcast. Brought to you by the PCN Network. I hope y'all get to listen to this one. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?